1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ann and After Show. I know that you missed us, and we're back. We just needed, you know some breathing room for this new anime season that just got
0: started
2: I know it's been so relaxing and press <laughs> free so it's been a good vacation from anime yeah <laughs> right we've been able to take in the middle Jake- of these d- dozens of premieres
1: James has been working really hard on the preview guide for the last two weeks that'll just now be wrapping up at the end of uh, this week and then we're going to have the vote go up to vote in what series you want for daily streaming so if you haven't had a chance to watch the premieres, um, you can go through the preview guide and see what the ratings are. Maybe that'll help you like whittle down your list a little bit and then put in your votes for which series uh, you want to subject us all to.
2: I was going to say, this months. is the first season in a while where there's been some actual, I don't know if God tears the right word, Satan tier trash. So please, please don't vote that in. Not even as like an ironic joke because our hearts can't take it. <laughs> There's so um, many options to pick from
1: to, like, subject someone to one bad stinker or two. Like, I know. my my hope is... There's, <laughs> like, a lot, to be honest. My hope is that, like, like the Republican Party, there'll be so many bad picks that everyone will, like, d- put their votes across all of them and none will get the majority as a result. It uh, worked in my local election, and it can work for daily streaming too. So we'll just have to Please. see what Please, happens. Anime lord. Oh, hey, Nicholas is here. So also, if you want to vote for something really bad, you can send me Lindsay at amnewsnetwork.com personally an email with why it should be Nick that covers that show. Because I'm the that, one it Looks like in the, the chat, decision. Nick
2: is saying that he wants nothing more. Than to review Kamikatsu and only Kamikatsu this season. Yeah, which I think that's pretty. That sounds reasonable. So, yeah, thank you for taking that one for the team, Nick. That's really cool of you because, <laughs> well, most people wouldn't be brave enough to follow. Right,
1: right, James. Uh, what, what, there was one review I remember uh, reading before we went up and editing uh, that specifically set you off the deep edge. Do you remember which one that was? Was that Kamikatsu? Yeah, was it was, a- that,
2: that was probably there was a couple, but that was it was probably Kamikatsu. That's, yeah. uh, that's the one that I genuinely think might the premiere might have been worse than Fruit of Evolutions, which is yeah. truly a, an accomplishment of some kind. Still so. waiting on the second season review of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick says that if I give him Kamikatsu, he's just going to write Ancient Magic's Bride reviews instead. So if you haven't been on Twitter, <laughs> Nick and I are currently feuding over who gets to review that show, which is a unique uh, situation for me because I'm his boss. But um, True. I can... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one-sided
2: feud. In it that is. Sense.
1: Um, just... I, don't, I don't like to pull clout, though, to be honest. So we'll just we'll just see what everyone puts in at the end. Uh, there is still more ranking of kings coming. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot, that forgot about pre- that. Yeah, that hasn't premiered yet. So we won't be able... That won't be on either of our what spring anime should we watch list. James and I both picked... Outer top five. Um, we couldn't include things that that aren't there yet.
2: Watch ranking of kings. But watch ranking of kings. Watch ranking
1: of kings, kings so. Yeah, don't know how many episodes Treasure Chest of Courage is going to be. Um, if it's like six or four or a whole twelve, I have no idea. They've been kind of like. Vague about it, yeah, a little so. cagey, so
2: yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Um, Dude, I, I might have asked this before. Do we are they full length episodes or, or are they short? I'm, I'm pretty sure
1: they're full length episodes and it's like some kind
2: of side story, or they like might inter, be like intercool, like here's what happened,
1: yeah, like here's yeah. what uh Queen Healing was doing while she this is totally random, no idea. This is like this was what it was like while she was pregnant with um. Oh God! I forgot that little jerk's name.
2: Oh, Boji's um, brother. Yeah, little little Draco. <laughs> little, Draco oh, little Draco, you know
1: that guy. Yeah, that that kind of thing. So, um, I, I think they're they're like side stories, and they might not all necessarily focus on Boji. But we, re- I really don't don't know. Again, they've been kind of elusive about all of it. Um, also, before we get into it, I wanted to tell everyone. Hold on. Let's see if I can figure out how to do this in reverse. I have a new tattoo. I got this for my birthday, and it's a mushroom. Very nice. Yeah, it's a, a dri- drippy ink cap. So you may have noticed that. I don't know if you're a person who pays attention to my arms during this stream. There's new work there. So. I mean,
2: I um, I've always, I, I've, I've always been just on the cusp of like getting tattoos. I'm honestly yeah. a little worried that I would like be one of the, the folks that gets kind of addicted to it. Yeah. And, um, that is not a hobby that I can afford at the moment, but I I have many ideas for the yeah. Company. I would want to get so.
1: there's a lot of different approaches to it i mean some people get it i i always recommend like to start with your arms because a lot of people start with their feet and those are actually supposed to hurt quite a bit ribs are painful yeah out. my
2: my my sister Good. got tattoos on the tops of her feet yeah and I I just sounds so painful yeah i've gotten
1: nothing below
2: the waist
1: specifically for that reason um arms are kind of you know uh, if you get close to the armpit it starts
2: to hurt once you
1: hurt more up there it's sensitive
2: but i just can't imagine how itchy it would be during like the recovery period oh that it's it's cool. itchy
1: at first it feels like a sunburn for a while and then it scabs over and then the scabs flake off and it itches like i'm, I'm in an itch mm. phase right now with my current one but um i'm one of those people for me where like getting a tattoo is like a weird release so it's sort of like you just release yourself to the pain that you're currently in and then it doesn't hurt anymore and you end get into this weird zen state or at least i do get into that that makes sense that makes sense yeah so you just got to give yourself over to the needle
2: does that sound weird do i regret saying that i mean we've already established (laughs) that you're um you're pro anime antichrist uh witch queen so listen knives was right
1: okay he probably was he was he was right his methods were wrong but he was right and i i still stand by that um Oh, yeah. Uh, Ray out says the plasma that comes out when it's wrapped. That is also true. You kind of make ink Mm -hmm. plasma that will stain things. If you get stuff on your arms, you wear long sleeves, you could stain them with your body fluid ink mixture. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's kind of gross. Human body is a wonderful thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. So... Uh, before we get into our our five fave premieres so far, we were going to talk a little bit about the Super Mario Brothers movie, wow. which, which premiered last weekend or slightly earlier if you were one of those people like me who got like early. I took my kids to a matinee showing on, a thir- on opening Thursday. So yeah, if you're one of those people who went to see it, um, if you haven't heard, it's got more money than God. Um, how mm-hmm. much money... Has it made? Um, it is currently the highest earning all time worldwide opening for an animated film. There we go. Frozen 2 held that uh, spot before it. And James has informed me that that was unearned and that's a not a great movie. I haven't yeah, seen it. Frozen, Frozen 2,
2: two. sucks. But <laughs> I've but heard the Mario movie's pretty money. good. So. Yeah. Or that yeah. it's at least, you know, a solid entertaining like adaptation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so first, to give you guys the number amount, it's earned three hundred seventy-seven million six hundred twenty-eight thousand eight hundred sixty-five dollars uh, world worldwide, which is how it earned that spot. Now, if we're going to talk about whether the film's any good or not, I have thoughts about that.
2: Ooh, okay. That
1: takes. So I've seen. I have a take, and I've also seen a lot of the other takes on the internet. You know that hey, it's a children's film, and. You know, it's based on a video game that doesn't really have a plot, which I say that's kind of BS. Like, have you played any of the Paper Mario games? Like, there's there's plots. There's, there's plots in these games. Um, but yeah, the earlier iterations were mostly Bowser, Kidnapped, Peach, Rescue, Peach kind of business. Uh, that said, uh, I watch a lot of anime, which is mostly geared towards young adult... Preteen, teenager age, shonen jump stuff. You know, uh, I watch a lot of media that's not necessarily like highbrow adult stuff, um, and children's films because I have children, and those can have plots too. So all of that and emotional intelligence to them. They can be well written. Uh, they can cover all kinds of uh, all kinds of ground. We've got like the Secret of the Kells, which was about you know, a time period, a lot of people don't know when uh, ancient Ireland and uh, Vikings and, and stuff, like you can make historical children's films and you can yeah, do all even kinds that, that
2: Puss in Boots movie that came out a while ago is like about confronting your mortality and coming to terms with the fact that, you know, you might not have like lived up to the legacy that you wanted to, but you can still like create a family that's that, that makes the time you have left on this earth worthwhile. And it's like, oh yeah, that's like deep stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have, have to sit with
1: done. that for a minute, just based on your description. Okay. There, have you not seen Puss in Boots? I haven't seen Puss in oh, Boots, but I've heard really good yeah. things about it. So you can you can do all kinds of, um, or what was it, um, Encanto, which we talked about, yeah. like family dynamics in a in a fam- mm-hmm. uh, specifically in like a Hispanic family in Mexico and like passing down a family trauma and how that sort of stuff is dealt with. You can do the all kinds. The Pinocchio
2: movie that Del Toro made.
1: The Pinocchio movie that Del Toro made. That's that how terrible fascists are. How terrible fascists are in, was it was Italy, right? Like in yeah. like the late 1930s, um, mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth too, but that might not be really a children's film. But anyway, like you can do all kinds of things in that space now, does Mario need to take on fascism? Not necessarily, yes. but it, but it has. <laughs> it, it has. <laughs> <laughs> should, everything should. I mean, if you go watch um, the first ever video game movie, Super Mario Bros., starring uh, John Leguizamo and uh, Bob Hoskins, rest in peace, rest I'm in like peace, you. and Dennis Hopper, it's about fascism. Also rest in peace. Yeah. Dennis Hopper's dead? Why didn't I know that? Oh, yeah, he died a while ago. What? Okay, well, anyway, (laughs) I didn't know that. I have to, again, something else I'm going to have to sit with. Um, That one was about fascism and also like an alternate dinosaur dimension. But Mm -hmm. regardless, um, yeah, then so the new Mario movie um, is, it looks really nice. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of. Obvious and like less obvious little homages or references in it that are fun. Like I didn't think they were, you know, like trying to beat us over the head with them, like say ready player one or anything like that. Um, Chris Pratt, honestly, I thought he was fine, which that sounds I, like a Chris Pratt performance. He's usually yeah. fine. I didn't He's think fine. he I, <laughs> next ANN headline. Should Mario take on fascism? I'll, I'll keep that in the editorial bank uh, for do. the future. Um, no, I actually, like, Chris Pratt's performance, I didn't think he sounded overtly like Chris Pratt, which is what I think everyone was expecting. Like, I've seen the Jurassic uh, Park, Jurassic World movies he was in, and I've watched plenty of Parks and Rec. Like, I know what Chris Pratt sounds like. I didn't think he was overtly just doing his, his regular voice. Um, that doesn't mean I think he should have taken the role from a voice actor, but I don't think he was as bad as maybe people were expecting him to be. Um... Jack Black was great through the entire thing. Uh someone already mentioned in the chat that the song Peaches is definitely a highlight. I'm glad that they let him do a song because I think that's one of the if you're gonna bring Jack Black onto production, please let him just do a song. Like yeah, that's, that's, that's like part of the Jack Black <laughs> package, you know, right? That he yeah. that he can do a song. So I mean that part was good. Um I don't even though they kind of focused on oh we've got this all-star cast we've got Keegan-Michael Key as Toad and they didn't get that many even Anya Taylor-Joy like they didn't really get that many lines because there wasn't a lot of character interplay for people to kind of for the characters to like interact with each other in a way that felt like they were building some kind of relationship throughout the film or anything it just was very like it's We're in here and we're going to go, you know, we got to stop Bowser. He's already got the superstar. He doesn't have any like big overarching evil plot for it other than the fact that he's got the star. And he's going to take Mushroom Kingdom now and, and kidnap Peach. Like that's the extent of that. Um, and the extent of what Mario does is, you know, we got to go recruit the Kong army. So they go over there. And that gets DK into the mix, and then we've got us we've got to stop Bowser. That is the entire plot. Yeah, that's
2: about what I was expecting based on the trailers. It was just like like the Rainbow Road
1: Action. sequence isn't even that long. I mean, it's a it's a cool sequence, but it's not that's not even the big finisher to the movie, really. Um, mm-hmm. there's some nice little references to like Smash Bros. I mean, Peach gets to do some Smash Bros. stuff at one point, but there's just really not any meat on the bones of it at all.
2: And now that to me sounds like an illumination trademark. That was my biggest worry. Was that that's
1: what people have told me. And I'm trying to remember what the last Illumination film I saw, and I guess this is fair, was Minions Two. How many minions? Does, I
2: think they've only done two of them. So yeah. Okay, because there's the, that was, three that's Despicables. the one that has a
1: little Gru. There's yes. Right. And it takes place in like the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Like I watched, I watched, I took my kids to go see that when that came out. And likewise, felt that it was really insubstantial. Like, just yeah. like not.
2: I mean, I think the there. best movie they've ever made is probably the first Despicable Me. And that movie was also like, it's fine. Like, as far as the story, you know, like, yeah. You know, he's not that bad. He can have a family. Yeah. Little kids are cute. Yeah. But. I don't think that they've, they've, I mean, I guess to be fair to them, it's not like they've ever necessarily uh, pretended that they're like aspiring to Pixar or um, I just forgot their cartoon saloon. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like aspiring to like that level of artistry. Right. Sure. Um, They're just trying to make movies that will keep a a seven year old entertained for like 90 minutes. Right. Sounds like the Mario movie did that at least. So, Um, I
1: mean, my older kid liked it. And I made the mistake of not bringing uh, noise-canceling headphones for my youngest who had wasn't used to a theater experience and he has sen- oh, yeah. uh, sensory sensitivities. I think he would have liked it more if he had those. Instead, he did watch the whole movie, but I had my hands over his ears the entire time while he laid in my lap. So, yeah. so for that, that, I well, it was only 90 minutes because I would have started cramping up otherwise. Um, but honestly, like, kind of wish it would have been closer. They would have given it an extra 20 or so minutes so they could have just like built some rapport good. The
2: characters. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um Jim McKeating mentioned Sing is a fantastic Sing is good. It's a musical. It,
2: I'll be honest, I really, really actively dislike the the character design so much. Oh really kind of like turned me off of the film. Yeah. It, it all looks like a it all looks like a like a weird like comic strip. Like the guy, I don't know. There's just something about the the art that just didn't look super good to me. But I I have heard one of my buddies um uh, has told me um how much time he spent singing like this the soundtrack of that movie. Like yeah, I mean it's Jimmy got a killer court, soundtrack. So. It's
1: it's a top forty style soundtrack, and it's basically like watching an animated version of um so you think you've got talent or or
2: um, like American Idol,
1: yeah, or American Idol or something. Only they're animal <laughs> characters, and you know every character is actually kind of good and then their performances sort of evolve as time goes on and that is one that my 6-year-old does really like like he'll watch that one pretty pretty repeatedly um i think like jim keating said probably the marketing on that one got lost cuz wasn't it close in time to zootopia and i Yeah, wa- it was
2: like around that, yeah. And i wonder if and, it I mean, got overshadowed. When you're, when you're yeah. next to like, you know, that that level of uh, you know, world design and character design, it, it's gonna look pretty, uh, yeah. Small potatoes in comparison, yeah. So, my my hope is that maybe with this, um, you know,
1: Mario Brothers movie made a ton of money, maybe the, it'll get a sequel. Everything gets a sequel, especially if it brings in that much money. So, there's no way they they're do not any gonna be
2: teasing for like a, a, a Nintendo cinematic universe. They I know teased... you mentioned there's like a little bit of Smash stuff, but you they feel teased like... Yoshi. Oh okay.
1: Because Yoshi's I mean there there are some wild Yoshis that appear briefly at one point, but
2: I think they they teased uh, Yoshi. Honestly, I could see like a um like a like a no dialogue, you know, if they want to lean into like that minions. You know, oh like a yeah! No dialogue, like a Yoshi's Island movie, right? With like a little baby Mario, and yeah, you know, just the Yoshi's running around and getting that could be like a fun. They, could,
1: they also could replace baby Mario in that case with a baby Peach because it's it's shown in this one that like Peach isn't is is not a uh, spoilers. Peach is not a actual resident of the Mushroom Kingdom. Like she got there. And they don't know where she came from and that's not oh, really. She got Yusekai too? Well, yeah, that's why she looks like Mario as opposed to being a mushroom person. So that's oh. sort of like what they do with that. So they could oh. if they wanted to do a Yoshi's Island style movie, they could have a baby Peach in there. I mean, movies with like almost no dialogue work. Wally happened. There's barely any dialogue in that
2: movie. So just got released on Criterion, by the way, and well deserved because that movie is a masterpiece. Wally? Yeah. I've heard people have
1: the, the once he gets off the planet and we see what has happened to humanity. I've heard some criticisms about that part specifically, but. Nah,
2: uh, I, I, I mean, yes, it's, so I guess that movie has a very special place in my, that, that's the movie that made me want to become a critic, actually. Oh, really? The, fir- yeah. the, first, the first review I ever wrote. Just for myself on mm-hmm. my first ever little film blog. Yeah. Um, was for Wally. And it was the yeah. day I, I watched it in the theater. I, I I can't remember how old I was at the time, but I was I was young and I got mm-hmm. home and I, I hopped online and I made a little blog. You're like, um, I gotta get these thoughts down mm-hmm. about why this
1: was a really and good I gave movie. it like a
2: star rating and I was like <laughs> I, I was trying to sound like Roger Ebert, like I was trying to like, you know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So Yeah. Well, in fairness, I also really,
1: really like Wally. I feel like with any film, you can probably go back and look at it and find things that weren't done as sensitively as maybe they should have been. Um sure. but I think the overarching points of the movie, even if it wasn't illustrated in the best way, still stands. And um, I don't know, Wally, how do you, yeah. you? <laughs> you know the so, binocular face? Yeah, yeah. Eve, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Um All right. With that, I think we should start talking about our top five premieres so far. So the way that we're going to do this is um, James is going to give his top five. You just go five, four, three, two, one, Um, give a little blurb about why. Then I will do that. And then we'll have a longer discussion back and forth from each series. Uh, This is for video optimization so that later we can use the sequence on social media. So...
2: Yay. <laughs> Game the system. Let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, my number five anime for spring 2023 is Heavenly Delusion. And then um, I, I'll be honest, it's there's a lot of going on in the show, a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, a very mysterious post-apocalyptic world, but the animation is incredible. The characters are interesting. And um, it has like creepy, spooky monsters in it. So it's not to love?
1: Right. Yeah. And that one, for anyone who wants to watch it, that is airing on Hulu simultaneously. So we're getting them as they come out. There's, I believe, two episodes up now, and the third one will be coming early,
2: or it'll be later. It's happening.
1: I've already forgotten about oh,
2: this. And, and by the way, thank you, Nick. If you are um, searching for the show on Hulu or Disney+, uh, don't search for Heavenly Delusion, because you won't find anything. You have to search under uh, Tengoku Daimakyo. Mm-hmm. So, um just like save save that in a, in a, on your clipboard. Yeah, you'll um, want to ask Disney why they
1: didn't choose the already English localized title that's used for the manga
2: mm-hmm.
1: for the anime. But they have more money than us, so they get to make those decisions. right? Or
2: just do what Demon Slayer does and just you know call it like Ten Goku Daimakyo Heavenly Delusion. Like, yeah, you know, you gotta yeah. optimize those search algorithms. <laughs> exactly. All right, James, what's your number four? Uh, my number four for spring 2023 is shockingly dangers uh, of my heart or dangers in my heart. Mm-hmm. Make sure I get the title right. Uh, emo boy show emo boy finds love. And I'm not going to lie. I was nervous about this one because um, a- as a teacher, it can be a little hard to buy into the uh, um, weird kid that fantasizes about killing his classmates as your main character, yeah. <laughs> but it's adorable as heck. It made me audibly go dawg like five times. And, um, you know, I, I, with the void in my heart left behind by teasing master Takagi-san, I need uh, something to fill that cuteness void. And I think the show is going to do it. All right. What's your number three? Um, speaking of adorable romantic comedies, my number three for spring 2023 is Skip and Loaf. So, sure. uh, Loafer. I keep saying skipping loaf. I don't know why. That sounds, cute. I mean, that sounds cuter to me. Skipping yeah. loaf. <laughs> uh, but, um, but this show is just uh, relatable as hell. Um, this poor girl has her life mapped out to the T uh, on her first day of big city high school. And so, of course, uh, everything goes horribly wrong. And it turns out that life is hard and uh, being a person is difficult. But you know what? If you got some cool friends, and a cute boy from school that notices you, then it's easy oh, enough okay. to get back. So it is it is like a rom-com then? I th- uh not as yes. overt at least in this first episode, not as overtly romantic, but mm-hmm. there's definitely some like I could I can ship it. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're at your number two.
1: This should surprise uh, no one.
2: The most surprising entry on this list, it's uh Witch for Mercury season two, Gundam Witch for Mercury season two, uh, because the show freaking rules. And Suleta is the queen and Mirin is also the queen and um, together they will defeat capitalism and uh, unite the universe with their lesbian love. Um, And And also the new ending theme is a a real banger. So yeah, check that out. Just watch out for Suleta's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The rule of thumb in any Gundam universe is if someone is wearing a mask that covers the top half of their face, they're almost certainly a war criminal. So. Oh, not me. <laughs> I was, like, covering half of my face. No, not me. <laughs> okay. I'm just going right. to get one, but it's just going to say Knives was right, and that's going to be like, right here. <laughs> I'm like, watch out for that lady.
1: She's, she's got some <laughs> opinions. I don't... Yeah. All right. I was actually surprised this is your number one over, over Suleta. So what made you pick
2: magical destroyers as your number one um i mean honestly just it felt i don't know if original is the right word because it's you know it's definitely pulling from a lot of familiar tropes it has like the the anti-otaku dystopia thing that like shimoneta kind of had going on a little bit yeah um it has uh, you know punk rock magical girls but still magical girls um, it almost has like a panty and stocking kind of anarchic energy for for its humor. Okay. But when you put all that stuff into a blender, um, I really like it. So <laughs> it was just it was exciting. It has um, really lovely kind of um, squash and stretchy animation. Like it isn't afraid to get exaggerated. Um, it isn't afraid to cut a little loose with the the direction in the animation. And it's basically just got the vibes that I was looking for this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I kind of compared it to uh, if Danger Day's era My Chemical Romance got to make an anime, uh, <laughs> this is a, a little uh, something that it might look like. So I, I really, really dig it. That's one I still need to watch. Like it's it's high on my need to watch list,
1: but I just didn't get to it yet. But the opening sequence sold me almost immediately. Like, so good. That, yeah. 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 All right. I'm going to break into my, like, I'm going to the bank. I'm going to break into my uh, top five anime premieres that I've watched so far. Uh, Some of these, I was surprised. I actually didn't expect to include them in this, but they ended up being better than I thought. So my first one is how Rayliana ended up at the Duke's mansion, which um, stars this guy. And he's mainly the reason, well, I'm watching it for Rayliana too, but also this guy, because um, he's, he's, He's the dangerous type, and um, so to just like, <laughs> but
2: she can fix him.
1: She can fix him. I can fix him. Uh, that's, that's that's the number one reason. I also just like that it's it's doing the uh, isekai thing, but she's reincarnated as like a side character that's supposed to die at the very beginning. Which is, you know she's not like OP or anything, and it's mostly just about out scheming people in this fantasy world. Um, It's
2: a very Kaguya-sama.
1: Yeah, because she's read the book. So, I mean, yeah, not that different from they played the game, but uh, I just like where it's going. The art is a little hit or miss. Um, There are, like, some compositing issues that I noticed while watching it that made some shots look like they were not... They just weren't quite as polished as the others, Mm -hmm. but... I don't think it looks any worse than say, um, Baccarina, sorry. Uh, reincarnated is, uh, the other reincarnated is the yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, I never thought that one's like art was particularly fantastic, but it is definitely serviceable. And if yeah. this is, you know, the kind of thing that you like, it's not gonna like hurt your eyes to, to go through it. Um, shout out to Dead Mount Death Play by the way, because I that one's by um the creator Bakano mm-hmm. and Durara, but it l- looks awful. Like I try I, I watched that <laughs> expecting something good and I did not I did not get it. Um instead like the backgrounds are hideous and
2: like yeah, the Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. the the character animation was pretty solid for the fight scenes, but it had, but it, it had,
1: but it looked yeah. weird against the backgrounds the entire time. like they didn't mesh together. It was really distracting. So anyway, that's that's my negative one, I guess, <laughs> since we're not doing that. but okay, and then my number four is Hell's Paradise, which so far hasn't really delivered on its trailer yet. I'm still like Mm-mm. waiting for that. Um, main character is a wife guy, so you know I can I can support that. And as of episode two, um, episode one's a little slow it's kind of a slow burn and
2: i was surprised at how slow it was like it, really it was
1: cool. and i felt like it was overly brown it was like kind mm-hmm. of veering into well this is another mapa show into what we see in mapa attack on titan to a degree but mm-hmm. episode two is a lot better and the like gory action scene was really really good for episode two so okay. I, it was uh um i liked that one and then going into my number three, uh, James already talked about it for a little bit, but it's Gundam. They're so, Saletta Sunday's back. Love Saletta. Love uh, Mirian. Um The new Earth added, Witches are, like, delightful little <laughs> trash gremlins <like, prevalent. laughs> They are trash. I was going to say they were feral. But, yeah, like, yeah. Sa- same same thing. It's just feral uh, Earth Witches hanging out. They're like, yeah. It did raise a couple of questions, like, who are who's vetting these applications maybe they're in on it because they're like yeah, yeah, we put right? fake, yeah we put a fake company down
2: on here and like nobody caught that um Look, if, but if elon musk can rename twitter to freaking x corpus like a lark then my guess is with enough money you can just do anything in this world and no one yeah. cares yeah that's the that's the lesson
1: yeah, the only reason this isn't higher is because I feel like I need a refresher on season one, even though that much time didn't pass, because I was like, I know there's more conspiracy going on here. And I don't remember the, like, intricate sort of weavings of, of some of it, like with um, Shadik, the stuff going on with Shadik. I feel a yeah. little bit like I need a refresher on the Shadik stuff. But uh, I'll um, be
2: honest, with Gundam, I tend to kind of let that stuff wash over me a bit and just kind of uh, focus on the, the character interactions. Yeah. Just that's But that's how I am with, like, all kind of heavy political writing. Yeah. It's like, eh, they're mad at them, and they're mad at them for reasons. And what I really care about is, you know, the the drama and the, you know, betrayals and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, before I go to my number two, guys, uh, people in the chat, if you want to list your top five or top three, um, we'll talk about those, too, since we've yeah. probably watched them. And maybe we'll tell you why you're right or why you're wrong. But you got to give us a list first. Yeah. All right. So my number... Two is well, let me get this zoom to fit so it gets the full effect. Here is also a heavenly delusion. Don't know what's going on in no. this show, <laughs> absolutely whack stuff. I mean, I kind of know what's going on. Like, there's people inside the wall that look like they're living in some sort of um, totalitarian utopia or something, and then there's the people living outside in the wasteland, so you know, post apocalyptic or whatever. There's creepy monsters running around. This looks like a fleshy flower with a bunch of teeth. That kind of mm-hmm. freaks me out. Um, I just want to see where it goes. Just no. fully into wherever Heavenly Delusion is going because it it looks insane. Animation looks top-notch.
2: Direction so far. is very confident. They're they, yeah. they are not rushing things.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Uh, it didn't feel like they had to over-explain everything all at once to like get you hooked, like they're okay leaving some elements of surprise or just weirdness and letting Mm. you sit with that which I felt like used to be you know what it reminds me a little bit is Razafon which was a show that didn't make any sense for a lot of it
2: (laughs) I mean eventually it did I I just I just bought that show I found an old uh, ADV DVD box set for like 10 bucks at my used uh, media store nearby yeah uh, I'm I'm thinking of um, checking that out here when summer hits yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's been a long time since I revisited it. Um,
1: but I remember coming out of it as a teenager being like, what did I just watch? I don't think I understood all of that. In the same way that, like, if you go back and try to watch the original Boogie Pop Phantom, you might not understand half the shit that's going on in that show. But that's okay. It's just kind of, you're kind of, or a soul taker. It just seemed like we used to get a lot of stuff where it was like, you didn't know what was going on most of the time. Mm. And that was just part that's of the fine. journey. Yeah. Yeah. Then you just went into fan forums and like uh, fan sites and deep dived until someone who'd read. Nowadays you got to spend
2: 45 minutes with some isekai hero while he figures out how to use a freaking JRPG menu (laughs) and goes, Oh, my dexterity stat must make me faster against monsters. Oh, can I use this magic power to scan enemies and see their stats? Oh, wow. Now I'm learning how to read this made up fake language. No one cares about. Man, I'm sure glad this premiere was an hour long. Oh, it was only twenty minutes, but it felt like five hours. <laughs> I wonder why. Sorry, I'm just.
1: Yeah, uh. that that is much of the um <clears throat> the experience nowadays, for sure. All right, so um, Nick at least knows what my number one is, but my number one is the Ancient Magus Prize season two. Uh, this actually isn't my favorite screenshot because I thought it was kind of weird when she say sat in his lap. Um, there's just still some <laughs> elements of the show that are weird and uncomfortable. But, it looks really good. Again, really confident direction. Uh, she says going off to Magic College, where she's going to meet a bunch of other weird magic users. She's got double curses, because that's how we roll around here. She's got a cursed dragon hand, and then she's got a cursed eyeball from, like, an immortal being. And they're going to do a bunch of experiments and stuff on her. But, yeah, I just love this show. I just love Hell that yeah. show. So... That's uh that's my top five. Everyone in the chat probably noticed that we didn't include Demon Slayer. So maybe before we you guys can keep putting your top fives in there, um, and we'll talk about those shows as well. But before we get to those, let's talk about why we didn't include Demon Slayer, uh the Swordsmith Village Arc as our top premiere guys. Because it was Um, bad. Okay, it was was a bad
2: premiere. (laughs) Not good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. Wasn't. Like really bad. It was. So, um until like the last like five minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I could kind of, I could see this being interesting, but it's not a good sign that like in order to enjoy the premiere, you kind of have to have short-term memory loss about the 40, the 45 minutes that came before it.
1: Okay. Of so, so, Hey, Nick, if you want to drop a link to your Twitter in here, cause I know you've got this clip. On your Twitter and help me out. Um, I'll I'll play it for everyone. But here here's why it wasn't okay. So first off, I need I need anime fans to understand. And Jeff Thew has talked about this also on his Twitter, um, Mother Space. But I need you guys to understand that like a lot of what you're seeing in Demon Slayer is not like good Sakuga animation stuff. It's like post editing,
2: after effects. Yeah, it's stuff. Adobe. It's like ninety five percent Adobe, which okay. is not. It's not inherently bad. Like the, however you use your tools to get the job done is perfectly fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But Ufotable, we need to talk. We need to have an intervention, okay? Because there is there is no earthly reason, on this planet, why, a scene that feels ripped straight from a Power Rangers episode, where the bad guys all, cackle out their little personality traits and then get yelled at by the big bad guy. Should take almost twenty minutes and be edited like it was some like Lynchian fever dream. Like what? Like David Lynch is really mad that you you even invoked his. Name I know. Before. I actually I, I should have said Lynch. To be honest, the editing almost reminded me of I don't know if you saw the Ultraman movie. I um, didn't. The editing in that movie goes a little crazy, but at the very least that like the scenes in that movie are communicating information that like matters, but um, yeah. 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 Um, Big, big whooshes and camera pans and random slow-mo shots do not an effective opening scene make.
1: Yeah. Um, We've got two people in the chat who have said that people have compared this to like Bollywood or uh, an Indian soap opera. I, I'm i not familiar enough with either of those genres to like comment on that specifically. What I will say, and like what, what I think James has effectively said here is, um, this is not flexing guys, this is just bad. And here's, here. I mean, it's, I guess I just can't get into like the mind space where this particular sequence was impressive in any way. I understand that like real people worked on it And for some reason, creative decisions were made and this was considered the best one. But we have like a whip crack every (laughs) three to five seconds as we do some weird like zoom in, zoom out to like add. They're trying to like add dynamicism to people standing, facing opposite directions while talking to each other. And I don't know, maybe that just doesn't need to be 20 minutes long maybe you don't need to make that dynamic. Like you can just make it look
2: good. It didn't, it just, no. no. I think honestly, and maybe this is, um, uh, people have uh, yelled at me for this before because um, I keep trying to argue that like, you know, Demon Slayer, you know, it's not trying to be like narratively complex. It's trying to be like, you know, it's supposed to be simple and like archetypal, like a, you know, like a classic shonen adventure you know this and the other Uh, and yes i know we get that we understand that we we've been watching and, and watching anime and reading manga for decades we we know the tropes yeah um i think the problem is that none of these characters carry any dramatic weight on their own their motivations don't matter their identities are more or less irrelevant. One their of them is relationship... a head
1: with baby arms attached to it. Like we yeah. can't just like, okay,
2: like... So there's no tension because we don't care what any of these people are doing or, or we don't care about their motivations. We don't care about their plans. We, we don't care about any of those things because the, the show doesn't care about them really. Uh, and so when they're g- getting together to like, you know, be evil weirdos and cackle about their evil plans like sure that's like i guess plot information that needs to be communicated somehow so that we know they're involved in the story but the show is acting like it's like this apex of like dramatic you know weird and it's it's not it's none of those things it's just i mean it literally feels like an office meeting yeah <laughs> between it's like it's like eavesdropping on an office meeting but it's being filmed as if it's like the you know this this important event and it just isn't
1: yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's not this like big confrontation. It just feels like over correction for what is maybe a necessary thing to show, but isn't a particularly visually interesting one. And so an attempt to make what is just kind of a standard mi- meeting visually interesting, they over course corrected so far in the other direction to the point where it feels like a parody and it's yeah. just, it's, it's not good. And I've, had mixed feelings about like the general character design of Demon Slayer so I think once you like mix in not only what is going on with all the zooms and suddenly things are upside down because it's the infinity like extra dimensional area so to like hone that in sometimes people are just upside down while they're talking for no reason and all these other sorts of things so not only you have like all that going on but then the character designs are just like way up here and they don't um they feel over designed to a degree so we've got like a guy yeah. in a pot right hmm. and I, I'm, I'm assuming that's like an allusion to that um that story about this is me totally guessing i have not read the manga but there's that thing where you put a bunch of in, like insects inside of a pot and you keep putting them in until you get the victor or something there was this was in mob psycho
2: Sure, sure, yes. And I think it's shown
1: up in other things too.
2: Every creature that shows up, I assume, is some sort of allusion to like a like a yokai or some you know yeah. some mythological or fairy tale figure that um I will fully admit could like the illusion could be lost on me because I don't I don't have as intrinsic a knowledge of those, you know, those stories. Yeah. Um, well, so
1: I mean so he's in a pot already and he's kind of got like this ghost tale coming out of it, and then they're like, hey, what if we just like substitute all of his orifices with the other senses instead so he's got two mouths where his eyes should be and then like eyes where his mouth and ears should be and then also let's just give him some random baby arms and stick those on there and then he's decapitated by the end of it so i have been informed and regret to report to all of you that he's like the primary antagonist of this arc so you're going to be seeing a lot a decapitated head with baby arms in the near future which just that Mm. upsets me I just like because he's just gross looking but not in a way that's like interesting. like I read a lot of and watch a lot of horror. I don't find his design like cool or particularly scary. It's just like not fun to look
2: at for yeah. me. Um, and also I do want to point out because uh we got people in the chat saying that we don't like Demon Slayer. That's not true. <laughs> Like that just isn't true. I think yeah. Demon Slayer is fine. I think it's on a on a really good day, pretty good. You know? Like I yeah. think it's a pretty good show. Um I just think that as it has gone on, it has um become a little self-indulgent. Yeah. And a little. Um <laughs> yeah. And I was I was chatting with some folks. Uh, on Twitter about this, I, uh, Nick was there, and I think I've come to the conclusion that, like, the perfect version of Demon Slayer for me mm-hmm. is a trilogy of, like, 90-minute-long movies. Okay. Like, no fat, mm-hmm. no Zenitsu, <laughs> You yeah. know? Uh, and that way, yes, we get Tanjiro being, like, a, a cute, empathetic, you know, good boy hero. Yeah. And we get some cool anime villains to fight, and, like, you know, each movie is, like, a different setting. You know, you got, like, the spooky spider forest and the yeah, train. Yeah. Yeah. But, there's just like even like even last season there there's was, there's was, are there was so many times where i was like why is this why is this this way yeah not even in like a bad way just like why why is this so much all the time entertainment
1: district art definitely felt like something that could have been a movie yeah yeah if they yeah. just started cutting fat from things i feel like or you know the the Drawn out dialogue scenes and things like that, and and cut it down. I feel like that could have also been a movie, and maybe this one could as well. Again, I don't, I haven't read the manga, so I can't really weigh in on like the overall structure of this arc. I've just been told that like Babyhead guy is going to be around for a while, and he's paired with the other demon that I also did like bring Akaza back. I can, I I like Akaza. Like he's, I like his design, his his demeanor, what's going for him. You know, put him back in the field. Like I just don't want. Decapitated head with baby arms paired with the Tengu guy with a weird, like, pestule growing on his head who, like, makes sad crying noises constantly. <laughs> like, there's just a thing with this show where, like, characters all have a tick, but all of them are really fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind Gross Tengu guy if he just didn't make that noise all the time. I wouldn't mind uh, Zenetsu if he wasn't constantly screaming. Um, I don't mind, like, kind of the cowardly character type. That's fine. It's just yeah, that he's weird. always yelling. All He's only in this episode for, like, three minutes, and he's yelling the entire time. And I'm just kind of over it. I'm just yeah. over, like, how loud the show is all yeah. the time, too. Like, I've heard Zenitsu is not in this arc very much, and
2: neither is Inosuke. So I'm like, oh, okay, well. That is well. honestly the best. I don't even mind Inosuke, but I think... yeah. I mean, to your point, I think the problem with the show is that the the characters that it chooses to focus on are not designed to be particularly deep or to have dynamic character development, you know, like they, they don't grow, they don't really change. Yeah, you know they 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 exist to kind of wander into a new scenario and engage with it and react to it which again is not a bad thing right that's not there are plenty Scooby of Doo do that forever yeah i mean <laughs> i've been i've been kind of comparing the series to like the john wick movies okay where you know something that those movies do really well is it's not like john wick changes that much in each movie he's basically the same dude he just yeah. really wants to kill all the all the people that try to kill him but yeah. you put him in these new interesting scenarios but you know movies like john wick or shows you know um uh or even like you know the classic samurai films right they also don't like cut away for for five minutes or ten minutes to a character that exists only to scream yeah and then it it just the there's like it's the show is very loud it's loud with its visuals it's loud with its uh Voice acting—it's mm-hmm. loud with its emotional beats, right? Like everything mm-hmm. is cranked up to eleven. Yeah, and that just like that's not sustainable. I don't think for this length of time. That doesn't mean that this season won't be good. Yeah, I feel like it's probably going to be like last season, or there'll be like individual episodes that are like bangers, super yeah. fun, super cool, super entertaining. I just don't know how. I I, I anticipate that it might be a little exhausting trying to get through a whole season of it, but who's to say, right? This yeah. Preview was not a great first impression in that regard. Yeah. Um, but the show also always does. This is another thing. It, it keeps doing falling back on the pattern where after a big fight, it'll spend like two episodes on just the boys recovering. Yeah. And training, mm-hmm. which, you know, doing that once is fine. That shows us that they're mortal, that they, you know, they have to heal. But I I don't know why we have to do it over and over again. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, but and that but, and that might be more uh, systemic to the to the genre that it's in. You know, like um, I I just would like I don't know I keep kind of waiting for it to get like a little. I like the fights and I like watching mm-hmm. those. It's just kind of everything in between that tends to be hit or miss. Uh, people mentioned in the comments about Nezuko, which I mean like. I have. I could write. I could write a whole thing about that. So we don't really need to get into that. It's been done before. But yeah, I mean, at
2: this point, at this point, it doesn't even bother me because I know that the show doesn't care. Yeah, like it's it's not like the first season where I I kind of was holding out hope that eventually we were building up to bringing her back into the story in a more interesting way. Yeah, at this point, I'm like, no, the show doesn't. And um, and please know that when I say it doesn't care, I'm not even necessarily being critical. I mean, in the case of Nezuko, I am. But in general, the show doesn't care about giving you interesting characters that's not really what it's trying to do yeah um, or at least it doesn't care about giving you nuanced multi-dimensional characters that have engaging dynamic stages of growth across its lengthy story
0: Uh huh.
2: Um, especially if they are uh, women <laughs> um, yeah and especially if they are in uh, 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 the strongest people in the in the in the show by oh my like... god
1: so like we didn't know anything about the love hashira pretty much going into this unless again you've read the manga um again not really interested in doing like a whole treatise because i've worn out on this mm-hmm. when it comes to like shonen jump stuff anyway but to really be like yeah one of them like one of the hashira and i don't think there are a lot of female Hashira. they're like two maybe three i know there's mo- i know she's not the only one Right, like right. No, there's, there's no, one no, the there's, butterfly motif. Yeah, there's butter,
2: yeah. the butterfly one at least. Yeah. And I, I, feel like there's another one that we've seen hanging out with, um, maybe like burn face guy, or is that oh, the butterfly I, one?
1: Um, not sure. There, there's a different lady hanging out with burn face guy, but I don't know if she's a hashira. But anyway, okay. So there's two female hashiras. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Um, and so we meet the love hashira for the first time, and. You know, if she's gonna have big titties, whatever. I don't really care about that either. Like if you want some 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 of that in your manga drum. But the whole idea that she's like, yeah, I was really strong, and then I decided that the only way I could meet my future husband is to join the Hashira where the men might actually be stronger than me is just why why mm. <laughs> not into that. Not not into that. I decided to become the strongest for marriage. Um, sure. Okay. I, yeah.
2: I much prefer horny demon slayer, at least when like it's like horny monster ladies that Yeah.
1: Um, like I liked Doki, who also yeah. got who also got like lambasted rest in peace after her death <laughs> for being like, Yeah, the only reason Gutaro died is because he cared about Dockey. And if we hadn't let him drink bring Doki around, he'd still be here. And it's like cool thanks i thought she was cool but yeah. i guess in the end she was just baggage for gutaro i mean they're demons so i mean can't really expect them to be like cool about it or anything but i just again thought that kind of sucked so yeah yeah um and i'm uh Nea villis in the comments says that the writing for female characters remains bad throughout unfortunately so i guess everyone yeah. just manage your expectations for that Okay, I'm gonna scroll up here for a minute and see what some of your guys's other top fives were, because um, we did we did say we would do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew McGee wrote his top five in order five to one. So number five is Insomniacs After School. I do still want to check that one out. It looks really really tricky. good. It's mm-hmm. really good.
2: Uh, well, School- it's a lot more. It's a little more low key. It's very much like a a chill kind of anime yeah. in that first episode but i
1: really yeah. liked yeah yeah i haven't watched that one yet but I, I have to get to it and then his number four is magical destroyers then heavenly delusion skip and loper mobile suit gundam the witch from mercury season two is number one mm-hmm. okay and then i thought i saw someone in here talking about eden zero which i couldn't really weigh in on because i didn't watch episode one but hey for those of you who watched that on netflix and had to wait for you know them to give you all the episodes Crunchyroll roll has the second season so you can actually watch it week to week now so uh ginger frogs top five skip and loafer gundam witch yuri is my job okay we haven't talked about yuri is my job i also haven't gotten to that one yet although it is on my list
2: james did you watch yuri is my job yeah i was i was really let down by that one to be honest yeah. um it just didn't there's something about it that didn't click for me i don't i don't like saying it's because the characters weren't likable because That's kind of the point, right? Yeah, and like that's a really like cheap criticism that a lot of people use against female characters for having the same hangups as like male characters. Sure. But I don't think the female characters that we're gonna be spending a lot of time with in the show had a lot of chemistry together. Like I didn't really enjoy seeing them play off of each other, I didn't Mm -hmm. find their relationships very interesting. Okay. Um, and so It was one of those shows that on paper sounded like it would be my cup of tea exactly, but it just didn't really hook me at all. Yeah.
1: And then after Yuri is my job, Ginger Frog has Heavenly Delusion and then Tokyo Mew Mew New. I need to marathon Tokyo Mew Mew New because we've had Rebecca Silverman review that one in the past. Um, She really likes magical girl shows, Uh, so do I. Um, As a remake, it looks good. Like the animation actually looks really nice in it. And it's got, you know, a love triangle going on
2: with some elf guy. This is a continuation of the reboot that started airing a couple of seasons ago, right? Yeah. So this is
1: season two of Tokyo Mew Mew New, which is always fun to say, by the way. But um, yeah, so I need to check that one out. That one's on High Dive, guys, if you want to watch that one. Uh, Nick's top five. um, I'm assuming these are in reverse order because he definitely... Or is Ancient Magist Bride your number five, Nick? Because you want to review that, and it was my number one. So we need to, like, settle that. You can shoot me an email. Um. <laughs> anyways, top five are Ancient Magist Bride 2, Skip and Loafer, Yuri is my job, Yamada-kun at level 999. Again, well, I need, so to people- wa- need to watch that one. That's romantic comedy about adults, right? Like, they're
2: actually college age. So someone, I guess people oh, pointed out that... School? What's that? Yeah, people pointed out that the main guy is in high school, maybe, um, as like a senior. um, Okay. But she's like 20, I think. So she's like a sophomore or something in college. So Okay. So it's like... But it still still feels more grown up than than most. Yeah. And
1: wasn't the whole deal with that is like she met him through an MMO that she had previously started playing because her now ex-boyfriend got yeah. her into it but then he left then her. Dumped her for
2: a, another girl that he met in game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so, then yeah. Uh, when she meets him in the mmo he's like a standoffish jerk and she thinks he's an a-hole but then mm-hmm. of course when they meet in in real life uh he's hot and also turns out he's actually uh, a sweet guy
1: oh is he i thought i thought he was going to be standoffish in real life too or is he just shy? i mean he
2: is but like so just to give you an idea of the kind of uh uh the kind of buttons that the show is pushing the the scene that kind of shows you who he is is um she fell she falls down at one point she kind of trips over herself she gets her Mm -hmm. shirt all dirty in front of everyone it's very embarrassing and sad yeah Uh, and then she she drags him to a bar to have beers and he's just like i really want to go home um and then she goes into the bathroom to cry yeah uh because she's having the worst day and she comes back out and he's gone and she thinks oh like he like he ditched me of course he did like why you know I'm yeah. such a freaking mess right now. And he's like he's like standing behind her holding a bag. And he's like, I noticed that your ankle was bleeding. And so I, I went across the street to get some Band-Aids. Oh, and he bends okay. down and he puts the Band-Aid on her ankle. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's that's it.
1: It's <laughs> like Cinderella's slipper. You know, yeah, same, that's, that's it. same deal. Lock and it then, in, girl. <laughs> do <you> do it? <laughs> and then uh, the next one Nick has is Otaku Elf, which, again, I need to watch. That one's on high dive. But it looked... Competently animated, pretty sure. No, it's
2: a re- talk about it was really good. I that yeah. was one of the, mo- the most surprising premieres for me this season. That show was, um, I mean, the, the elf is just really funny. She's, yeah, uh, she's just, I mean, she's me. She just wants to stay inside and play her switch and build her Gundams. And is that talk to anyone? Is it somewhat similar to the premise of Umaru chan,
1: which was that like little gremlin one about the girl who she puts the yeah. orange thing on and gets all small and then
2: she just eats yeah drinks
1: dr pepper all the time and stuff
2: yeah the um elda is her name she's not like hyperactive she's like very okay. lethargic okay and so that's kind of her thing she's just like i mean she if this weren't japan and and if i didn't know that she would be put in jail for like a thousand years for having an ounce of weed on her i'd say <laughs> that she she has mad stoner vibes oh, okay just like, hey you got me a vr headset man that's so cool i can't to try it out it's like Okay. I have met this person. And she works at I a have... shrine, right? Like yeah, she's her. like, yeah, she's the goddess at the shrine.
1: Oh, okay. So she doesn't have to really have a job. She just gets donations. Probably.
2: No, well, she does have a job that she doesn't want to do. She has to like do the rituals and stuff. Uh, oh. Okay. Like, oh, but you gotta get me my Red Bull. Like the first <laughs> scene of the show is is her like whining for some Red Bull because she was up to like gaming, but she needs to oh. stay up for her anime premiere. <laughs> okay. like, yeah, man, I know that life. <laughs>
1: Lagging behinds uh, five are Gundam, Skip and Loafer, Yamada, Heavenly Delusions, Birdie Wing. Mm-hmm. James, I was really surprised you didn't put Birdie Wing in your top five, to be honest.
2: there, are, there is This is one of the seasons where there's, like, a really big gulf of stuff that I don't think was very good at all. And then stuff that's more or less, like, kind of tied. Yeah. So, like, I could have swapped out Skip and Loafer with... Uh, um, insomniacs birdie, at night uh-oh. or insomniacs after school I could have swapped out um, I could have swapped birdie wing in for one of them um, mm-hmm. I, I, did, I I wanted to try to, to put the spotlight on, on a couple more original shows just because yeah. um, I look forward to seeing those every season but you no know, birdie wing is still birdie wing oh, Okay, and that's a good thing um,
1: Merrick has Heavenly Delusions, Skip and Loper Yamada Kuna level 999, Ancient Magist Bride and Magical Destroyers and King Jimmy, and I assume that's how mm-hmm. you say it. I hope that's yeah. how you say it. Um, he only picked um, new ones, so no sequels. And he's got Heavenly Delusion, Hills Paradise, Dead Mount, Death Play, Skip and Loafer, and Oshinoko, which will premiere tomorrow. Um, he's hoping this is number five. No spoilers, though. Okay, I won't give you any spoilers on Oshinoko. Also, don't read our write-up from Anime Boston because it's full of spoilers. Um, but as someone who's read some of the manga, I am also looking forward to that. I'm curious to see how it looks animated just because the character designs are pretty detailed and there's a lot of like rich color and, and stuff going on there. So I hope that it moves as well as it looks. Um, I can comment on Dead Mount Death Play. I'm going to keep
2: watching that one. I kind of liked it. Like I was
1: solely I based know. on the premise and the people behind it. I yeah. just don't think it looks very good, but it's one of the ones where I will overlook
2: that. I mean, it looks like a microwaved future diary, um, which is, you know, (laughs) maybe it's because we haven't had a lot of those shows in the past like 10 years, but I was like, Hey, this is something at least. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was watching it kind of in the middle of like the half fugue state that you kind of enter into once a preview guide is like winding down. Um, But somehow or another, I, I was legitimately kind of surprised by the, the, this, the, the second twist, I guess, of like, yeah. of, of, of who got isekai'd. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's like, you know, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll check it out. Let's see. We've also got
1: um, a couple more. Uh, Shining Falcon has Birdie Wing, uh, Witch from Mercury, Skip and Loafer, Ancient Magic's Bride, Insomniacs after school. Mm-hmm. Um, people are all saying the new Konosuba spinoff is great so far which uh i'm actually meaning to check that one out because i heard you don't have to have like previous konosuba knowledge for the megumin specific spinoff and it looks nice like she's got a big hat so big hats so are it was good yeah how much have you watched konosuba james
2: no i haven't that's okay kind of passed me by yeah
1: me too um lfr says uh uh, too Cute Crisis, which is the one about, I think, the alien that's coming to destroy Earth, but is decides against it because the cats are really cute.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah,
1: cool yeah. That. Um, Hell's Paradise, My Clueless First Friend, which uh, I didn't watch that one either. It's just not really, like, my vibe for that kind of show. No, but it
2: was it, not my vibe at all. Um, do you think it's got, like, an K kind of feel? Like, it Yash- felt, it just, it felt too, um, it, that felt geared towards too young of an audience it almost okay. felt like it was like meant for like like uh middle schoolers or elementary schoolers like that okay it just felt like it felt kind of nick jr to me okay um, just like the just the fact that it's all kid characters and it's the same basic beat of like oh i think you're actually really cool even though the other kids think you're creepy it wasn't mm-hmm. terrible it just it, it it just felt like the other kind of rom-coms of the season but without any Extra like layers to it, okay. But it wasn't bad. Isekai cheat skill, yada yada yada. So, I'm not, sh- I'm actually
1: not sure which one that is. That is what Isekai has done to me. Is I, I I'm not sure. I'm
2: honestly trying to think of which one it is, too. I'm like, it's I'm not like, the incest I- one,
1: yeah, it's not the sister <laughs> one, and it's not the reincarnated twice one. No, to um, so, so it- it's I got a cheat skill <laughs> in another that? world and became unrivaled in the real world, too.
2: Oh, right. Oh, oh, I, that's the one. Oh, no, I remember that one. That's the one where, like, it really revels in how, like, fat and ugly and sad he was. And oh, then, really? Yeah. Um, and it is, like, super, super serious about, like, the fact that he's lived his whole life just being bullied and alone. And, you know, even though he does nothing but treat people with kindness. Um, but then it turns out he's, like, weird grandpa or whatever had, like, an artifact that lets him get isekai powers. And, no. Yeah. Okay. no nah, no 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 that one was that one was um, not uh, for me for not for you alright nope.
1: uh, let's see Ray out this will probably be our last one and then we've got to call it um, number one Heavenly Delusion number two Gundam three Skip and Loafer four is Hell's Paradise five second half of Vinland Saga
2: hell Which
1: yeah is, is the reviewer of Vinland Saga how is Vinland Saga doing right oh
2: now? my god this season has been so good <laughs> It it. Is, uh, I mean, it is like, um, it's It's kind of next level good as far as the quality of the writing. It is, um, it's some of the most humanistic, empathetic, seriously written drama that I've gotten to engage with in an anime in a really long time. Oh, nice. You know, like the, like, you can count the number of fight scenes you've had all season, probably on one hand. And the fact that the show is, I think, twice as engaging as it's ever been because of that, uh, when most of the episodes have literally just been about um, Einar and Thorfinn hanging out on a farm. uh, Hanging out, not the right word, they're slaves. But being on a farm. Yeah, um, yeah. But it still managed to create some ridiculously compelling character development, philosophical introspection. um, The politics the political stuff is actually really engaging because it's kind of working in tandem with like the human level of the story. So, you know, everything that King Canute is doing is it's, it's having this ripple effect that's impacting all the other characters. It is, it, it is, I mean, it's, it's honestly like S tier, like all timer levels, as far as the, the human drama of it goes, we really don't get to see it done quite this well, this often. Um, especially the fact that it's, it, it took a show that was, you know, ostensibly kind of marketed with its, you know, Viking action scenes, and it's turned the entire story into a treatise um, on the, the pain and, and horror of violence and the necessity of pursuing a pacifistic life, even in the face of a world that like demands that you kill and, and suffer. It's, uh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> My brain was like,
1: hey, James, um, when you got time, can you write like an editorial about the differences in approach
2: to war between Attack on Titan and Vinland Saga? Oh, I, that would actually be pretty incredible, because I think that the, honestly, the shows feel very much in conversation. Yeah. Um, it's, it's basically two sides of the same coin. You know, Yeah. yeah Aaron is basically what Thorfinn would have become if he hadn't uh, been forced to change. Yeah. So, yeah. I, am the gears are already turning.
1: All right. Yeah. Jot that down in your notebook. Any listeners, um, original idea, do not steal original mm-hmm. OC tutorial <laughs> idea. Do not steal. Um, all right. I think that about wraps it up for us, uh, this week guys, but go ahead and get, get in the comments and let us know which series we still have not committed to which series we're going to start reviewing, but that should happen starting next week. So if you've got favorites and you want James, Jackie, and I to talk about them going in uh, to next week, you got to let us know. So get in the comments on uh, YouTube. We're also on Twitter, uh, TikTok. This isn't on TikTok, but you can leave comments on the TikTok and we will see it. Um, Facebook and uh, Jackie's, Jackie's, I was going to call it Discord again. Twitch channel, Twitch. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch channel. All right. So yeah. Anyway, get, or, or send me an email, Lindsay at AmNewsNetwork Please do not abuse that um, information, though. I get a lot of weird stuff too. But yeah, <laughs> just let us know what you wanna, what you want us to talk about, and we'll be here again next week. So thanks again, James, for uh, sticking it out for preview guide and making time for the podcast too. Heck yeah, anytime. Yeah.
0: It's
1: almost we're we're at the very end. So all right, you did it. We did it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.
2: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.